I wish they were like, now you have to pick between these two. We're only doing one of them. Yeah. Left or right, A or B. And then it turns into a squid game scenario where like some people have a really hard waffle thing to cut out and some have to only cut out the letters of Secret Wars instead of King Dynasty. Yes. It's more letters, it's harder. I like it. Welcome back to New Rockstars. Avengers Secret Wars is our next endgame, so which Marvel heroes will return to fight? Oh, wait a minute, isn't this Wookiee Leaks a Star Wars show? Yes, it is, but in this week, the Comic-Con news was so huge that Secret Wars, such a sprawling crossover event that just for this week, the MCU has mounted an incursion into the Wookiee Leaks universe. I'm Eric Voss. And with me here to discuss all this is Tommy Bechtold. Yes, we secret invaded WikiLeaks. There's been, maybe I'm a scrawl. Maybe I've been a scrawl the whole time. And I've been subversively trying to turn this into another inside Marvel. Cause I'm jealous. I'm jealous of what you have with MT. But maybe it's just a week off of Star Wars. It could also be that. Hey, maybe we'll just start talking about House of the Dragon. I mean, Tommy, yeah. you were able to see that early last I night, so did. you have all the details. I enjoyed it. I'm not allowed to say anything about it, but if you like Game of Thrones, and I think you do, let's just say it's a crisp drawing of a horse, if I may draw a comparison <laughs> to a popular Game of Thrones meme, in my opinion. Yes. <laughs> uh, so this week, Tommy and I are going to explain what Secret Wars is, how we are going to get there, what the MCU version will look like, and then in the second half of today's show, Tommy and I are going to do a little draft of our top six Marvel heroes to yeah, lead yeah, our yeah. side of the Secret Wars conflict on our side of the no man's land, on our side of the shield, AKA the living embodiment of uh, the thing of Ben Grimm, yeah. uh, that uh, how we're gonna, who we're gonna send to talk down Ben Grimm into yeah. lowering those shields so that our doom bots can destroy the other zombies. <laughs> that, yeah. None of that makes sense to you yet. Don't worry, in a couple minutes it'll all make sense. Yes. But, uh, no one wants their universe or their incursion point of their universe, uh, their section of battle world to get erased. That's it's not right. going to happen to you. It may happen to your friend. Look to your left, look to your right. Uh, Someone's losing. Peel down the middle and mm, take a bite because we're mm. going. Bananas, go, go. Bananas, we're going, going. Bananas, go, go. Bananas here in this episode. Uh, peel, banana. Or... Peel, peel, banana. All right, Tommy, wh- what are we discussing this episode? Eric. I'm going to cross over. I'm going to incur right now. What the fat is Secret Wars? And what the fat will it look, will the MCU version of it look like? <laughs> I will try to find a way to work Star Wars into this, I promise. Yeah. Um, there are two eras of Secret Wars in the Marvel comics. One is in the, in the 80s. It was a 1984 version, mm-hmm. and the other one was 2015. The 1984 Secret Wars was really Marvel Comics' first company-wide crossover event. It featured a flashy weirdo in a white suit named the Beyonder, who teleports various heroes and villains to a planet called Battleworld to fight each other. It was in this event that comics readers got their first look of Spider-Man in a black suit, and this was so popular that Marvel Comics came up with a storyline of an alien symbiote that attaches onto him on Peter's return from Battleworld, and that is how we got Venom. Ah. So we have Battleworld to thank. 
and Secret Wars to thank for thank for you, Venom. Battle World. Uh, yeah, and this uh, this was so popular that really it gave Marvel Comics. Oh, we should find any excuse to get these her- heroes from mm. uh, disparate storylines into into an arena together. Um, but really, it seems like though the version of the Battle World and Secret Wars event that they're bringing into the MCU is John Hickman's run from the 2015 mm. era. Um, I don't think they're going to do the Beyonder version, but we may be wrong. Uh, it just seems like that is the more popular storyline that uh, Marvel and the Russo brothers, at least, mentioned mm. for being bigger fans of. Now we don't know if the Russo brothers are going to direct this one. It sounds like Kevin, according to Kevin Feige, they're not. Uh, but we'll find out for sure at D23. We think. So this 2015 event was the result of storylines like uh, Time Runs Out. This is the era in Marvel Comics when incursions were beginning. You know, Black Panther looks up at the sky over Wakanda, sees a big red planet looming down, and he uh, begrudgingly gathers the Illuminati, even though he hates Namor. Uh, And this is where Reed Richards explains what incursions are. It's essentially the same speech that John Krasinski, Reed Richards, gives to Doctor Strange Mm. in Multiverse of Madness, but without helpful textbook illustrations of two worlds coexisting and one getting incurred. Uh, But during this time, Victor Von Doom and Stephen Strange and Molecule Man uh, were working against the Beyonders. This is a different race than the 80s, dude, mm. uh, to try to save the multiverse to, or to prevent it from being destroyed, but they fail. And so what happens is Earth 616 and Earth 1610 collide. So at this point, up in the Marvel Comics, people knew the Earth 616 universe is where Peter Parker and Spider Man, where most of the events take place. Earth 1610 is the Ultimates universe where uh, Miles Morales is mm. Spider Man. Um, both are considered pretty popular. I think in the early 2000s, really 1610, I would say, is uh, what most comics readers were really enjoying. Uh, but a number, a number of the characters from across these different universes make it on board these light draft vessels that Reed Richards is creating. And uh, they arrive all in a multiversal landscape that is called Battle World. And it is made up of different kingdoms, each representing an incursion point of a different universe. So a battle world is not really a planet per se. It is a multiversal landscape that is made up of chunks that have been ripped out of these uh, destroyed universes mm. and kind of uh, assembled together to make this giant kingdom that has these different sections. It's ruled over by Dr. Doom, who has now become God Emperor Doom. Oh, no. Uh, and carrying out his will is Sheriff Strange, who oversees an enforcement force called the Thor Corps. Mm. Uh, and these kingdoms are separated by a wall called the Shield. And later we learn it's a sentient version of Ben Grimm. And this shield keeps the uh, keeps out the threats of one kingdom that could destroy all the other kingdoms. Like, you know, keeps uh, the zombies separate from the Ultron bots. Mm. Uh, it keeps separate the alternate reality version of Thanos, who's still trying to acquire the Infinity Stones. Really, all the all the most popular characters come back in some form, yeah. uh, with some exceptions. But Battleworld's light source is a sun. And later we find out that that sun is really being powered by the Human Torch, Johnny Storm. And he's being kept there, burning alive forever oh and ever God. as a punishment for trying to turn on God Emperor Doom. Uh, the moon in the sky, along with the sun, orbit, uh, you know, uh, Battleworld. The moon is the head of nowhere. Mm. Uh, Secret Wars, yeah, involves a ton of characters. But really, at the heart, it is a it's a Doctor Doom story, it's a Doctor Strange story, it's a Reed Richards story, it's a Miles Morales story, and uh, variants of all these characters, mm. and then a, a couple others. But when you think of 2015 Secret Wars, those are the people you think of. Um, now, how will the MCU version of Secret Wars be different? Well, for one, it looks like Kang will likely be the villain, not Doctor Doom. Mm. The fact that Kang Dynasty and Secret Wars are being currently scheduled to come out in the same year just suggests that they're part of a two-part event, the way Infinity War and Endgame were a two-part mm. event, and that they're going to both be dealing with the same villain. That's not to say Doctor Doom's not going to factor into it in any way, and Doctor Doom's probably going to show up either mm. in Phase 5 or Phase 6 
of the MCU, maybe even sooner. Um, but I, I don't think that he is going to lord over it the way that God Emperor Doom did in the 2015 comics. Mm. In general, when it comes to adaptation, it just helps to look at how Marvel Studios adapted Infinity War and Endgame from the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, just to get a sense of what their cinematic priorities are whenever they do these things. So Infinity Gauntlet, Thanos' motivation was to impress Lady Death, but in the movies, it was more of a he was more of an eco-terrorist obsessed with universal balance. Mm. So really, I would expect the villain of the story to be less overtly evil and instead be more motivated by a sympathetic cause. And Tommy, what do you think uh, Kang's reason for doing this might be? I mean, Kang is kind of all about, like, I mean, the the He Who Remains created the TVA to kind of uh, clean things, keep things clean, right? Keep things organized. So I wonder if this is more of that, even though He Who Remains has been murdered by Sylvie, if this is more of, like, another Kang that's just trying to uh, create maybe one perfect timeline, maybe one perfect universe, maybe, mm -hmm. like... Let me let me pull in all of the other elements, uh, all of the he best heroes and villains, best versions, and make them fight to be like, who is the supreme strange? Who is the supreme Wolverine? Who is the supreme Miles mm. Morales? Like kind of almost like uh, Hunger Games of variants is what I would like to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, I think some kind of mixture of revenge or um, a deal, like mm. some kind of handshake made between Reed Richards and, and Kang Prime at the end of Kang Dynasty. So I made a video earlier this week that kind of speculated on how Quantumania could set up Kang Dynasty at Secret Wars. Mm -hmm. And I, I, think, I still think there's a very likely possibility that uh, Kang Dynasty could uh, reach its climax when the combination of Marvel heroes, the Fantastic Four, the lineup of the Avengers, maybe some of the X-Men are able to trick the members of the Council of Kangs and the Kang Dynasty into uh, turning on each other. Mm. And they're able to play one Kang against another Kang mm. until they whittle them down into one final Kang. And that final Kang, Kang Prime, is so pissed off that he says, well, you can't kill me, but I'll make a deal. I'll try to do the same thing to you. And I'll pit you all against each other in my sandbox. Mm. Uh, and that's what Battle World is, is Kang decides, he, he perfectly designs a landscape to play the Avengers and the Fantastic Four and the X-Men against each other and against their variants. Mm. Uh, and if he is as successful as uh, they are, we're down to like our final champion representing, you know, good and evil, I guess right. in this case. Uh, but like, then you can imagine Kang willing to uh, lay down his sword and say, okay, you properly defeated me. You know, like yeah. maybe it's like, their his scheme versus their scheme sure, and whoever's sure. scheme was the more dastardly or the more effective is is truly the winner because right. i think that's kang ultimately you can't kill him i think people like that you have to like figure out a way to logically like it's it's more truly what an end game is in yeah. chess it's going to be a chess match right. uh, between two different game boards right yeah. or two different sides of the game board and uh, if you can get king to like topple his his king and be willing to accept a checkmate. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it's going to look like in Secret Wars. Yes, I like it. So we should also look at how Infinity Gauntlet, uh, in the comics, the Marvel cosmic entities all get involved. You got the Living Tribunal and Galactus, Celestials, Arrows shows up. In the movies, they don't go there at all. Yeah. Um, so I think the movie version of Secret Wars is going to try to keep things more grounded on the actual battlefield. Mm. Like Battle World might look something like what you were saying, Tommy, like a Hunger Games torture park. Yeah. As if Disney World ha was fully different takes on Avengers Campus and each uh, part of it was trying to kill you. And by the way, everyone watching this, if you think Disney does not have a plan to find a way to work Battle World into their parks, you are nuts. Yeah. I guarantee you, Marvel is doing Secret Wars yeah. is ultimately an excuse for Disney to expand Marvel 
all sections yes. of their parks. That's that's really the game plan, yes. commercially speaking. Absolutely. Now, the movie version of Secret Wars, as we mentioned, is likely to be a Fantastic Four Avengers crossover. It's going to be called Avengers Secret Wars, though, so it makes us wonder who will represent the Avengers at this point in history mm -hmm. three years from now. With Destin Daniel Cretton uh, directing Kang Dynasty, I would expect Shang-Chi to play a big role in the mm -hmm. Avengers at this point. I think we're going to have either Hulk or She-Hulk or both. Uh, we're going to have a Doctor Strange and or a Wong. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have Sam Wilson, Captain America, perhaps Riri Williams, Ironheart. We're going to get the new Black Panther. I think we're going to see Captain Marvel and or Photon and or Kamala Khan. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see Thor and or Hercules. And then we'll probably see some version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. I think ultimately they're going to try them all out over the yeah. next couple of years. And whoever's the most in-demand heroes who they can also afford to put in mm -hmm. this movie. Um, I think a question a lot of people are going to be asking, which Spider-Man will we see? Um, I think it's hard for Marvel Studios to make these plans around Spider-Man because remember, Sony still owns the rights to the character. And a lot of people are like, well, which of these phase five and phase six slots will have a Spider-Man title in it? I don't think Marvel's looking at that at all at this mm. point. Uh, mm. Spider-Man's always been a separate thing yeah. because they have to carve out these side deals to feature Spider-Man. So um, when Kevin Feige announced Infinity War, again, at that point in history, is Infinity War part one and part two. That was back in October 2014 when he announced that. Mm -hmm. This is before Marvel really finalized its deal with Sony to share Spider-Man, but... But Feige announcing Infinity War really gave him a lot of leverage because right. Sony was looking at that uh, conference and they were like, shit, you know, it's really going to help our Spider-Man to be linked with that in Absolutely. some way, to be uh, to be part of the party. So he, we have to get him an invite to this party. Right. And, uh, and, and think about it, it totally paid off for them because Spider-Man Far From Home was a billion dollar movie. Yes. And that's largely because Peter had previously just been in Infinity War and mm -hmm. Endgame leading up to that. And before Homecoming, he was in Civil War. And that was obviously a big part of that story. So I think after D23 in September, we're going to start hearing some industry goss about Marvel and Sony back at the negotiating table about Spider-Man 4. And I think that movie is going to feature both Peter Parker and Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Peter Parker in this scenario could be Tom Holland or it could be Andrew Garfield. Oh, wow, they yeah. might try to have a non-MCU version of Spider-Man just to set up these incursions yeah. in Secret Wars where both of them could, could join again. And I think Secret Wars is the event where you could feature multiple Spider-Man, multiple Peter Parkers, and a Miles. Hmm. So I think Sony would really benefit as they're looking for ways to introduce their Miles Morales in live action. I think uh, they're going to really hope that they can find a way for all of them, even if it's through the multiverse, to still find a way to link it to the MCU. And I think we're going to have at least a Peter Parker and a Miles Morales in Secret Wars. It's just too good of a deal for Sony mm. to not include them in these uh, events somehow. Now, we got to talk about the X-Men. Yes. Secret Wars 2015 is not much of an X-Men story because this was still the era of Marvel Comics when Ike Perlmutter didn't really allow new X-Men comics to be written since Fox owned the film rights. Mm. Cyclops does play a role in Secret Wars. He merges with the Phoenix Force, uh, but the MCU Secret Wars, I think it's absolutely an opportunity to bring in the X-Men, including Deadpool. Yes. I think this is exactly the kind of plot where Deadpool would totally fit in and make a ton of sense to be included. Um, and I'm I'll leave with the speculation point of past actors, because this is a multiverse story. Marvel Studios can use this opportunity to bring back past actors as cameos, uh, from Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans from the Infinity Saga to uh, actors from the past X-Men franchise like, you know, James Marsden or Hugh Jackman mm. or Ian McKellen. Um, I want to ask you, Tommy, what expectations, how many of these past actors do you think could make it into Secret Wars? I mean, the thing about it is I never in a million years when Infinity War was announced that I think we were going to have. I remember that announcement where they're like the following actors are scheduled to appear. Remember? And it was like 40 and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. 
I think it's no. going to be twice as big. I mean, I don't know. You know, I know it's hard to wrangle in, but a lot of these characters need no introduction. So it's like they can show up. You know, you could show up with the Fox, you know, 2001 X-Men with like Marsden and Hugh Jackman and all of those guys. And everyone would know who they were. You could also show up with the, you know, first class X-Men. And I mean, I know that they kind of merged. They, they apply those are all in the same universe. So maybe you'd have to kind of pick and choose there. But I, my expectation is that it's going to be bigger and badder than Endgame. It's going to be like, you know, this huge event that I think the structure of the secret wars and the battles is what will organize it and not just make it this chaotic, you know, huge on-screen splash page of, like, what's going on and what's sorted out. So I think the fact that we will have, you know, whatever the structure of whatever Kang's, or presumably Kang's, you know, not for lack of a better word, his gambit or his, uh, his, uh, his, his, like, his playing board, his, 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 whatever he's got on his chessboard, That'll allow us to kind of compartmentalize the different characters. So yeah, I'm expecting I'm expecting to be blown away. Basically, I'm, yeah. Yeah, I think the um, what I'm most excited about for Secret Wars is I think it will feel like Endgame, but with the kind of risk taking and reckless abandon that Infinity War had and mm -hmm. that Act Two of Multiverse of Madness had. Yes, I think we're gonna see a lot of characters killed off. Yeah. Uh, in really insane ways. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, I think this is the story to do it. It's, yeah. I think it's, could be a really brutal film. Yeah. And uh, in some ways, like, I don't want people to take this the wrong way. I think Endgame was a pretty limited film in scope, mm. which sounds like an, an insane thing yeah. to say. But like, the, the time heist could have gone way crazier. The mm. final battle could have gone way crazier. In many ways, Endgame was bound by this overall objective to make it a, a farewell to Iron Man and a Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. And so much of the runtime of that movie was really just about that. Yeah. Uh, it was in some ways bigger than the conflict against Thanos. It had to be like a send-off to the Infinity Saga and to Robert Downey Jr.'s mm. uh, roles and to Chris Evans' contribution. Like it had to do all these specific things. And yeah. honestly, with Secret Wars... I don't think you need that. It can just be like a terrifying blood fest yeah. for, for two and a half hours yeah. uh, that just like uh, where Marvel is just making concessions and deciding who's going to be the future of this and uh, and just really giving you fireworks. Yeah. And some people might say that's not as good of a movie as Endgame is because we really like the emotional beats of Endgame. And I agree. I did like the emotional beats of Endgame. Yeah. I, I don't think Endgame really needed to be that different than what mm -hmm. it was. Uh, but I think Secret Wars... I think uh, I want to ask you, Tommy, two of these Avengers movies in the same year. Marvel's never done this. Yeah. Do you think they're going to stick to that? I thought my thought in general, that entire timeline, I'm like, I bet you a lot of this stuff is going to get spaced out a little more. I don't I mean, it would yeah. be cool for us to have all that content come out. But unless they're going to film those movies like Lord of the Rings, right, like basically at the same time. And like, you know, write it one into another, which of course they could do. I I can't, it seems crazy to me that they're going to come out in the same year. But yeah, yeah. Me, me too. Yeah. I I think at the very least, Secret Wars is going to get delayed to May 2026. Yeah. Um, I think right now they're saying that because I think they just want to put something on the schedule yeah. that they can aim towards. And who sure. knows, maybe they're able to aim toward it. But right. I think to achieve the casting lineups that they want, to achieve the VFX that they're going to need mm -hmm. to pull this off, they're going to need some time. Yeah. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, you know what, we're, we're pushing it back. 
or and or maybe they turn it into a part one and part two. Yeah. Like Kang Dynasty already feels like it's part one, but it, it could be a completely different story. Kang Dynasty to Secret Wars. Yeah. Secret Wars could be huge enough that you need to two films to tell it absolutely properly tommy and i are going to draft which lineup of avengers slash marvel heroes we want on our side of yeah. this uh, of this chessboard. But before we do we wanted to thank uh better help for sponsoring this episode many of our new rockstar staff including tommy have started using better help and are using it as a tool to improve their mental health signing up for better help takes just a few minutes by answering a few questions you are on your way to getting therapy on your terms it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so that you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or your phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Wookie. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash Wookie. On to the draft. Yeah. So uh, there's just two of us. Yeah. Should we do a snake draft? Right? I think so. I, I think that's fair. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, I'll, and I'll give you the honor, Tommy, of going first. We're each going to, uh, we're going to limit it to six, even though there are far more than 12 people who yeah. will be on the board for this. All we're right. just, I'm picking the number six because that's the number of the OG Avengers. Yes. And you don't have to include Avengers. You don't have to include uh, 616 characters, Tommy. Yeah. You can include anyone who has been in a Marvel title at any point. Mm. Whatever pool that Kevin Feige and Sam Raimi could pull for the Illuminati in Multiverse mm. of Madness you're welcome to pull for your team. Uh, so well, I'll give you the first pick. Then I, I humbly pick a man who can both lead and take care of business by himself. I choose Thor. Wow. Okay. So, Tommy, I'm, I'm writing down your, uh, yes. your thing here, just so you have it. Explain why you're, you're picking Thor for your first pick. Well, I think at the end of the day, he's so powerful and he's so, you know, he's so destructive, but he's also so charismatic that people will listen and we know people will die for him. So if, you, if people have to sacrifice themselves, Thor's got that charisma to get them. And also, he can kind of, we see now he can pass along the, the power to other, he can kind of supercharge Thor power uh, his other teammates. So I, all of those lead me to believe uh, what a fantastic captain he would be. So we're talking 616 Thor, the Thor yeah. we just saw in London. Yes, yes, yes. Got it, got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, for my first pick, I'm going to pick uh, from Universe 1610, Ooh. Miles Morales. Wow. Uh, and I'll, t I'll tell you why. Uh, because while Miles Morales may not be the most powerful of all these characters, uh, he is the most flexible and he's the most entertaining, yes. I think, at the end of the yes. day. I love Miles Morales. I To me, if he's not in Secret Wars, I'm just going to feel a little heartbroken. Yeah. So I have to include Miles Morales on my team because not only does he have the powers of Spider-Man, our man also has, you know, the zapping powers. He can turn invisible. Yeah. He's super useful in Battle World. Yes. Good luck. Good luck getting your hands wrapped around this guy. Miles yeah. Morales uh, has already got you whipped up in his web. And uh, I can't wait for this guy to join. All right. Um, your pick again. All right. Uh, following Miles Morales from 1610, uh, I got to pick uh, my girl, Wanda Maximoff, oh, from no. Earth 838. Oh. Uh, because... 
Here's what I'll say. Uh, she went through quite a bit. She's one Wanda we know is still alive because we don't know about 616. I assume uh, she's burning in hell somewhere. Yeah. But 838 Wanda Maximoff has a fascinating story because she is left in a reality where she is hated. Yes. She is going to be hunted at this yes. point after what uh, 616 Wanda did to her body. Mm -hmm. So she's going to be a pretty useful and experienced mm -hmm. warrior on a multiversal battlefield. Uh, and I and I need more Elizabeth Olsen on my team. So I, yeah. I figure Miles Morales, Elizabeth Olsen, uh, a good way to start. But the pick is back to you, Tom. You know, I hate to be a home team. You know, they call them homers when they're the announcers that just keep rooting for their home team. I'm going to stick with 616 Stephen Strange. I'm going to stick with okay. the Strange that figured out a way to not uh, not kill America Chavez and and uh, convince her. The, the, the one Strange who ultimately didn't, uh, co corrupt even himself. So I take 616 Strange. Fair fair enough, fair enough. And yeah, he's a very learned guy. And what you have great about him is he, he's a team player. Yes. Because most other Stranges are used to being Sorcerer Supremes. That's right. Uh, 616 Strange had to learn how to like, learn yeah. how to bow to Wong. Yeah. And uh, learn how to uh, think in terms of the big picture. So I yes. think it's a great pick. And then my, my, um, my next pick is going to be I'm going to say I don't have any proof that this character is alive, only inference by by John Krasinski's uh, Reed Richards. I'm going to pick 838 Sue Storm, <laughs> Ooh. who is a grieving widow and very powerful, <laughs> powerful being herself, uh, the invisible woman. I'm going to pick a, a motivated, uh, seeking revenge on your Scarlet Witch, your, your mm -hmm. Wanda Maximoff, uh, it's personal, and uh, you know I we know how powerful Wanda is, but with the help of Thor and and Doctor Strange, I think we can we can isolate and dispatch of her. So a little gamesmanship on my end here. I think a smart move because her invisibility uh, yeah. matches Miles' yeah. is a invisibility. So yeah. yeah, I think that's a good pick. Yeah, a really good pick. All right, uh, it's back to me. Looking at my list right now, we have uh, some some interesting personalities there, but we don't have any muscle. Yeah. So I'm going to have to go with uh, Thanos, ah! uh, but specifically uh, the Thanos from uh, which universe? I want to limit him at a point in time because I don't want Thanos as all six Infinity yeah. Stones. Yeah. I like Thanos with four out of six Infinity Stones okay. when he fought in the Battle of Titan. Yeah. Um, in fact, I wouldn't even need any Infinity Stones. I could take mm. Thanos... Right at the, here's what I'll say. I'm going to say Endgame Thanos. Okay. Uh, whatever timeline designation that had, mm. when uh, when he still had the helmet on, he still had the blade, yeah. the one who fought the Avengers in the final battle of Endgame, uh, who came from an alternate timeline, yes. who saw the future from 2014 era, whatever you want to call that. Yeah. Um, he didn't have the Infinity Stones yet, because I prefer my Thanos without Infinity Stones. Sure. I think he's he's uh, he wants it more, yes. you know? Uh, he's he's less of this kind of like man at the end of his yeah. life who's just like almost a monk in his sure. mindset. No, this is like a Genghis Khan warrior Thanos. Mm -hmm. We know he can uh, beat most of them one-on-one. -on -one. He mm -hmm. could beat Hulk one-on-one. -on -one. He could beat Thor one-on-one. -on -one. He didn't need the Infinity Stones to do that. Uh, really, it was only, I guess, Captain Marvel and Wanda Maximoff mm -hmm. could have had him. Could have had him. But I think overall, he's a pretty useful hand-to-hand yeah. -hand combatant with uh and he is an eternal he's got the strength of an eternal so right. uh that's my next pick uh and then now i gotta think you know i don't i have wanda maximoff as a mutant uh so i like that 
but I need some I need some brains. I need a, a thinker. Mm. So I'm going to go with uh I'm going to go with Ultron. Whoa. Um, Your team is specific- evil. Your team is so evil. Or just amoral and thoughtful. You know, think about that. You can't go Miles. Miles Morales has so much heart for for everybody. He'll keep everyone on the straight and narrow. (laughs) Miles Morales is a sweetie. Um, So I'm going to go with Ultron. I don't want to say Ultron Infinity, but I want to say the Ultron from What If Ah. uh, before he, uh, when he just had the power of the Mind Stone. Okay. Uh, So Ultron plus Mind Stone before he acquired every other stone from Thanos from splitting them in half. Ultron plus Mind Stone. All right. I like that. I Okay, so I got two picks. My first pick is going to be uh, from the movie Logan, X-23. I'm taking Ooh, good pick. A, uh, what I like to call an up-and-comer uh, with, with not a lot of impulse control. Uh, if we need someone to go berserker, she's going to be our berserker. But then I, I also... Liked your idea. I need another thinker on the team right now. I need another, another, I have Dr. Strange, but I need someone that can kind of, I get you a man that can do both. So I'm going to take X-Men 97's Beast. I'm going to take Beast, uh, Dr. Henry McCoy, uh, both a genius and an absolute unit uh, on the battlefield. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and always yeah. a full unit. Oh, I love, I love the beast pick. I'm yeah. kind of kicking myself for not doing beast. Okay, I'm looking at the list here. I'm looking at what I need. I have a sorcerer. Uh, I assume, I mean, we don't know if 838 Wanda Maximoff has sorcery. I think, I assume that her experience working with the Scarlet Witch has yeah. left her with some understanding in the yeah. way that like Strange was left with the third eye in his right, head. Right, right, right. So I feel pretty good about sorcery, but just to... Just to keep it light and to make sure we have someone who can help her unlock her sorcery abilities, mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna go with uh, Loki L one one three zero. So this is the Loki from uh, from the Loki series, yeah. not the Loki who died in Infinity War. This is the Loki who we're following. To me, right now, the most fascinating character yeah. to follow. Uh, I think he's uh, that guy can always slip away from anything. Yeah. He's great at casting projections. He's still got a little bit of evil in him, but his yeah. heart's been broken. He knows when to grasp an invisible dagger and when to let it lie. Uh, so he is my pick. And then uh, I was going to pick another one purely for comedic relief, but I feel like Loki does that and Miles does that. Mm. Um, so for my final pick, uh, I don't need him because I have Ultron. Um, I'm going to go with, just because I love her so much, Storm, Aurora yeah, Monroe. Yeah, that's a great pick. And I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to trust the MC right now and say whatever 616 reboot, they're going to go with Aurora Monroe. They mm. uh, broke my heart a little bit when they said Michaela Cole's playing Aneka. I don't have any problem with her playing Aneka. I just think Michaela Cole would have been amazing, an amazing mm. Aurora Monroe in the MCU. Sure. Uh, and uh, I don't have a problem with what Alexander Ship did in those later X-Men no. films. Uh, I don't need to see Halle Berry come back, no. but I think there's uh, plenty of directions they can go in with uh, a Ramon Rowe, and Absolutely. I'm trusting that one of those Phase 6 titles is going to be a Storm miniseries, yeah, because we need a Storm miniseries yes. Um, yesterday. So that's my list. I got, uh, or I'll let you p- take your final yes, pick. Yes, my final pick, uh, man, was going to be Loki. So you, you got Loki from me. I am going to, I got to regroup here. You know what? I'm going to go with a heart and soul pick. I'm going to go with a morality pick and also a very powerful mutant in her own right 
In honor of Brandon Barrett, I'm going to go with Jubilation Lee. Jubilee with those Good plasmoids day. and that funky yellow raincoat. So are we talking Jubilee from X-Men 97 yes. as well? Yeah. Okay, great. I love your list. I really like your list. I think I like I both mean, of our teams. I, I want them both to live and be friends. <laughs> yeah, I do too. And in fairness, I gave you the first pick. I probably yeah. should have taken the first pick because I think now as we went through it, I definitely had the more strategic op option of being able to go back to back yeah, there. That's who cares? Where you want to be sometimes, sometimes you got to pick from the heart, Eric. So I've yeah. never won yeah. in fantasy football because I pick from the heart every time. <laughs> okay, so here are our list. Tommy on his uh, uh, his Secret Wars draft, he is. Thor, 616 Thor from Love and Thunder. We got Stephen Strange from The End of Multiverse of Madness. We got Sue Storm from 838, the, the widow of uh, of Reed Richards in yeah. 838. X23, uh, Laura, from uh, specifically from the Logan yes. universe. Yes, from the live action Logan. She's incredible. Uh, and then we have uh, Hank McCoy, Beast from X-Men 97. And then we have uh, Jubilee from X-Men 97. Yes. Pretty good. Very X-Men forward team yeah, you got there. Yeah, you know, I was an X-Men kid, so I think I, I had no I had no choice. It was always in me. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know yeah. what? They have a lot of experience in combat. The number of Sentinels this group has had to take down, mm -hmm. uh, the the uh, Danger Room mm -hmm. trials that they have run together. I mm -hmm. mean, you got a lot of uh, teamwork. You got some package deals here, right? Mm -hmm. Like this is, you really moneyballed this, I think. Yeah, that's right. We looked at the we looked at the advanced metrics. <laughs> <laughs> they get on base. They get on base. Your team gets on base. That's right. Um, okay, so for my team, I got uh, Miles Morales from sixteen ten. I got Wanda Maximoff from eight three eight. So this is oh, the yeah. one who's uh, who's left over in the in the living room with her kids. Mm -hmm. um, we got Endgame Thanos. Uh, so this is Thanos from the twenty fourteen era onward, mm -hmm. the one who wants to tear the universe to shreds yes. and start over. Then I got Ultron from What If when he acquired the Mind Stone <laughs> yes. from that era time, That's so which good. I think your team he would is kill so everyone else. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Your team would just go. <laughs> your team could just like think my team out of existence. <laughs> right. I think Thanos would, or I think Ultra would just kill the others and be like, I can do this alone. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't need any. And of then you. I got <laughs> Loki from uh, from the Disney Plus series L one one three zero. Yeah. And then uh, Storm Aurora Monroe, yeah. kind of an unknown quantity yet, mm. but whatever version of her we'll see in six one six. Yes. I want her on that team. I love it. This was so fun. I could do this every week. <laughs> we should just keep this going. Let's yes. let's get 24 on each team. Yeah, let's just spend an hour doing this. Every week we'll draft another six. It'll be great. All right. Well, which of these teams would you rather go into bat for you in your uh, section of the battle world uh, run by God Emperor Kang? We'll leave it there, though, for this episode. Thank you so much. And mm -hmm. uh, and don't worry, in the future, we will be doing more Star Wars yes. content here on Wookiee Weeks. It's just right. a little special thing we're doing this week. Yeah. Uh, follow me at EA Voss. Follow Tommy at Tommy Bechtold. Follow New Rockstars. Subscribe to Wookiee Leaks wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for watching. Bye-bye.